Hey guys, welcome to the Wrestling Escape Pod. Welcome to the latest episode. Welcome to episode... I think it's eight. I don't know. Uh, It could be 80, 10. I don't know. Um, But uh, yeah, this is on Tag Team Betrayals. You'll find no betrayals here uh, because uh, my co-host with the most... Tommy Toy Travels uh, is back once again. Tommy, how are you? I'm just super, super excited for yet another episode of the biggest podcast on any podcast network. That's right. That's right. You were showing the guns off early there. It felt yes. to me like you was you was representing, uh, representing Apple Podcast the already. Yeah. Apple Podcast boys who are being dethroned. <laughs> Uh, Look, I mean, this is this is uh, slowly becoming a regular feature, so we definitely can't ignore the fact that you are you are showing all the goods right now. I mean, I know that if you're not watching the YouTube version of this, that won't make any sense. But um, Tommy just seems to be giving us a little more each week. I don't know if this is planned. I, I don't know what's happening. I mean, like if you go back to the very first episode, you was actually sat in a dark room. <laughs> and then we got and then we got light yeah and then we had the blinds down yeah then we had the blinds open and now we've got one blind completely revealing yeah. here we go it's here. what you is outside see. there we go i actually uh, this so- weekend went out to confirm or deny if it's one tree or not no because i legit didn't know yeah i went outside first time ever yeah and and what what did you find tune in next week i will do the reveal ah, then ah. <laughs> <laughs> well look, i can i can definitely see a tree uh behind tommy so wherever he is, is if you know tree? if you know of that tree then uh, that is exactly where Tommy is uh, mm-hmm. streaming from, recording from. And uh, I can tell you that the blue Aladdin bottle is still on the windowsill. Uh, yep. So, uh, and also, um, is that a towel behind you on your chair? I'm so it's fascinated my blankie. by it's your blankie. blankie. Yeah. <laughs> Did not expect that. Did not expect to see Spider Man at any point. Yeah. But there we go. That's it's a He's thing that's definitely us. happened. You know, I, I'm starting to worry that the beginnings of these podcasts are the absolute highlight and just everything else is downhill. You know what I, mean? just... I, don't, I don't know how I compete with Spider-Man and that blind <laughs> and that yeah. reveal. I don't, you know, I don't know where we go. Yeah, well, you're, you're, you're in front of a green screen, so the world is your oyster. You can do whatever you want with that. Well, funny, funny you should say that because I, I have been in a black void for many, many weeks. And um, I've really taken inspiration from what you've been doing. Um, and so I've actually put up a little picture of Linda McMahon uh, in the background. So I do have a little picture of Linda McMahon uh, behind me. So represent. Yeah, I think it's very important. Up. I think it's very important that she features somewhere uh, on this stream. So, right. Should we uh, get into it then? Let's rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. Do you want to kick us off with uh, one of your tag team betrayals? Oh, uh, snap. I'm just realizing now that I, I did this week wrong. Um, I, I included some faction betrayals. That's okay. Oh, okay. Never. <laughs> I am Clutch. not going to. I am. I am not going to penalize you for that, my friend. Okay. Well, let's kick off with a faction. Okay. Uh, a very important faction that'll come up a few times. Oh. Oh. Randy Orton getting kicked out of Evolution. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Betrayed. Is this the old... Yeah. Is this the thumbs down? Honestly, I don't know. I watched the top 10 video, and that was number one. <laughs> Well, there we go, guys. Uh, wrestling <laughs> Escape Pod for all of your wrestling information. <laughs> so, hang on. Okay, well, talk talk to us about. Tell us about this moment then. All right, <laughs> this is gonna be great because I <laughs> this watched this moment like, two, that you like, know so much uh, about. So, like Triple H was wearing a suit, 
and Randy Doc. Orton looked really upset, and Ric Flair and Batista uh-huh. were out there, and like they were beating him up. And I could tell right. because it was number one that it was a really important moment in wrestling history. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it's what happens to you. And I'm I'm sure someone did a thumbs down, but I was skipping through mm-hmm. it and half paying yes. attention while watching 90 Day Fiance. So uh, it it's what happens. Is that what you was watching? Nine, you so you've you've not done any prep for this. You've been watching 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, I. Uh, I made an account on a mail order bride website. What? Yeah. What? What do you mean? You know mail order brides, right? I've been watching Wait, documentaries about them. What? Yeah. Right. right. Well, why have you? Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. We're really getting derailed here, but I can't. We can't not. We can't not. We can't. We, we can't not. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? All right. So what do you mean? I was watching documentaries um, because, you know, it's quarantine. It's what you do. You just watch whatever. And there were documentaries like, like on the last dance. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a bunch of dudes who pay a lot of money to uh, go to foreign countries. And then they just go to like singles events and try and meet women. And they drop tens of thousand dollars to meet these women and don't even guarantee to come back with them. So I was like, yo. I want to I want to go undercover on one of these websites, see what it's actually like, see how much these people are spending, because you you only get the top during uh, these documentaries. You never you never go deep inside. So I went undercover. Uh, my name was Alfred. For any of you, if any people watching this are on the sites and message someone named Alfred, that is me. And it actually costs five dollars to read a message. $10 to send a message and $6 to accept an image. From a, from a, a potential bride? Yes. Yes. So like, let's say you texted me today and said, Hey, what's up? That'd be $5, but $10 for you to send. And then what? And so you just keep going back and forth until you fall in love how does that i don't understand well, you fall in how love or this... fall in debt you're falling yeah 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 so how does it work so then like you fall in love what and arrange to meet up yeah or... and sometimes it works but a lot of times it doesn't i guess i don't there are only two documentaries that's why i jumped to 90 day fiance because it's like it was adjacent to mail order bride all right let's let's have some honesty here yeah it's just you and me Right. It's okay. Just you and me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not, we're not gonna, I, I'll, I'll leave this out of the podcast when I edit it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you send a message? <laughs> you Did cannot you edit this it? part out. This is the best Did, part. Did, Did, Did you I? send a message? Not. I do not ah. have $10. Ah. Like a part of me wanted to just send a, a message that was just like, huh, or what? But I don't. I'm, no. Fun fact: uh, at no point was I editing that out. Oh, at yeah. No point was I. Whatever your answer, that was staying in. <laughs> so yeah. So basically, Can I just say my my first message would be marry me, because let's just get, get straight case. to the point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm not made of money, right? So. No. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a chat. It's a bit like going to a casino. I'm just gonna find a name that I think yeah. looks quite nice. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Try and visualize the person behind that name, and just I'm I'll I'll put ten dollars down. One message, marry me. That's see what that's they come back smart. with. It is smart, isn't it? I thought that maybe. How much is an image? Uh, Six. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you could send so it, an image of them. If you sent an image to them, they probably have to pay $6 too. I, I, don't, I don't know, unless it's not no, equal. No, I wouldn't send an image. I just want an image of them. Okay, so that's six. Well, there's there's. Can you do it? Images. Can you do it for 15? Like send a message and pick? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is there a deal that I can get a picture well, there's like and the a message? Platinum yearly subscription where you pay like seven... 
750 $75 or $700. I don't know, man. I got, I, got $20. I, got, I got $20, Max. I'm going to okay. send a message and I, and I want a picture. And uh, if I don't get a bride out of $20, then it's, it's just a bit of a complete waste of time. Yeah. So that's, uh, you... that's why I was watching 90 Day Fiance. Well, do you and... know what? Do you yeah. know what? I forgive you. I absolutely forgive you. I think if there's going to be a reason as to why you haven't been able to go as deep into this subject as uh, what you would have liked. because I was doing I, a deep dive into I think mail order I brides. I think doing a deep 20, dive 20. on mail order brides is, is completely acceptable. Yeah. And, and in fact, if this turns into a full hour on mail order brides, <laughs> I think that's perfectly acceptable as well. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think I speak for the audience on that also. <laughs> <laughs> well this this actually is the episode we've all been waiting for <laughs> yeah so, oh wow wow so evolution did you see that i mean yeah i can i can recall it i didn't do okay. uh i didn't go back and revisit it but um i i do know that that uh faction i mean it's been a part actually of the ruthless aggression um kind of series uh, that's been on recently so on the network they've gone back and looked at ruthless aggression there was a whole episode on evolution um, and so they have actually uh, very recently gone back and revisited the impact that that group had how they got together and how they uh, split up as well so uh, yeah there was as you said uh, a few occasions where that group uh, split apart um, and it, it it is quite cool uh, it is a great moment I do like the the thumbs down uh, by Triple H, uh, it's quite an iconic clip, um, and uh, basically that was that was um, them kicking. Uh, I, th I believe it was Orton. I think it was Orton that was on the shoulders of Batista at mm -hmm. the time, um, and uh, then Batista uh, throws him backwards, and uh, that that was it basically. Um, so jealousy kind of uh, sneaking into the group. Um, but uh, just to just to try and stay on track with um, with tag team betrayals, it does lead me um, to uh, one of the best ever tag team betrayals. Um, I've when I when this subject came up, uh, there was two that came to my mind straight away. There was two that I was like, we've got to talk about these two. Um, so I won't give you the first one which I'm sure a lot of people are already shouting in the chat uh, or shouting out at home. Um, let's talk about the second one. The Shield. The Shield breaking up was absolutely incredible. And the reason why I say that it's connected to Evolution, which was your example, is because this happened the night after the Shield had faced Evolution. We actually got a dream match, like one of the most iconic factions um, in the history of WWE, Evolution, actually reunited to take on uh, this new faction, if you will, uh, The Shield. And The Shield, for me, are one of the all-time great teams. And it, and it kind of blows my mind when I stop to think they debuted at the end of 2012 and they had split up by mid-2014. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't even, they weren't even together for two years, The Shield. I mean, I know they would get together again, you know, a few times in the years that followed. But that initial run, which I honestly would have said was just like two years at least, didn't even make it to two years. It was like a year and a half, something like mm -hmm. that. So um, they they made their debut at Survivor Series uh, in 2012. It was basically three NXT guys coming through the crowd, uh, getting involved in the main event of uh, Survivor Series. Um, they would go on to be undefeated all the way up till the middle of 2013. So for a good six months, they were undefeated. They beat every team, every combination uh, you could think of. They were beating big, big names. They got put, they came in at the top of the card. They stayed at the top of the card. Um, I mean, like Ambrose, uh, when he was in that team, would go on to become US champ. Uh, Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins would go on to become tag team champs whilst they were in the group. Um, I mean, it, it, it just didn't, it didn't get any bigger. I think they won tag team of the year for 2013 from like Wrestling Observer, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, like all the big 
newsletters um, and wrestling outlets were just showering praise on the shield. Uh, and and honestly, it was it got to the point where it's like, well, who else could they face? They had to bring a team like Evolution back to give them like, you know, a, a, a realistic opponent, a realistic threat. Mm-hmm. Um, so they faced them at payback. They beat them at payback. Um, and the next night, you've got all three members of the Shield uh, in the ring on Raw. Triple H comes down um, and uh, he says, uh, you know, there's always a plan B. And he's got like his sledgehammer and all three are ready for an attack. Like, you know, right, where's this going to come from? Who's, you know, what? who have they got? All everyone in the crowd waiting to see, right, Who who's the next opponents? And out of nowhere, Seth Rollins with a chair. Boom! Right across the back of Roman Reigns. And it was just... Uh, uh, you, you can't put it into words. You, mm. t- you just did not see it coming. I, 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 didn't, I don't remember at the time anyone talking about a split was coming or anything like that. It was... It, it was done at the right time, actually, in retrospect, because it yeah. had that shock moment. You know, like we were talking about a while ago about The Undertaker and about mm-hmm. how the streak ended probably at the right time because he was just coming off those matches with Sean, Triple H, CM Punk at WrestleMania. Like, he, his stock was as high as it ever was going to be. And it 30 was probably the right time to end it because look at 31, look at 32, look at... 33 yeah. you know the decline the decline was there in the undertaker so they did it right at the right moment just before it all started to fall away um i mean it's debatable as to whether brock was the right person to do it but mm-hmm. um as we said i think it was the right time and i think this was the right time as well um and and, and it was incredible uh, the impact mm-hmm. was 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 stunning and obviously look at what they've gone on to all achieve individually. Um, obviously, Dean Ambrose, now John Moxley, champion in AEW. Uh, Roman Reigns, the big dog. I mean, the main man uh, now when in when it comes to WWE. And uh, obviously, Seth Rollins, uh, another of the main guys. Do you, do you remember that moment? Of, oh, of course, of course. And I remember uh, the, the time after it. Like, that was, this is why I, I started with Evolution, because it, it goes hand in hand with the shield breakup because uh, I remember after it happened, everyone was like, Seth Rollins is joining evolution. There were some house shows where they added Seth Rollins to evolution and like his name to the, the entrance video, the Titan Tron, but that never came to fruition. So it was really a cool time to be a fan because there was so much like, why do you do it? What's going to happen to all of them? What's going to, and as we saw, they all became, uh, WWE champions, which which was cool that each of them were able to hold the title. So, I mean, for me, one of the best teams in the history of WWE, just just for that first initial run alone. Um, I mean, of course, I, I would put the New Day up there as well. Multiple time champions. They've been mm-hmm. together for so long. If you want to talk about like tag team betrayals, I would say that's the one everyone has got an eye on that's the Mm -hmm. one that's like when is it gonna happen they've been together so long they've achieved pretty much everything there is to achieve you've got someone in big e that we all know would have a great run as a single star um kofi had obviously the wwe championship whilst he was a part of the new day so he could still have that run whilst being in the new day but just for that moment that would be that would be if it was done as well as the shield um split that would be one of the all-time best uh, yeah. tag team betrayals when the new day split so yeah I, i'm kind of uh, licking my lips on that one i'm uh, i'm excited for that uh do you want me to jump into another one or did you want to throw another of yours in um one thing to mention too is that dean ambrose turned on seth rollins too later down the road that's something i totally forgot about that's definitely buried underneath seth turning on them but it it's worth mentioning absolutely worth mentioning because do you remember what show that happened on oh no 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 it was the same show when roman announced that he had oh yikes yeah yikes Oof. Now, Ouch. this, do you know what? 
I actually I wasn't going to mention that because for me the first shield split meant more than oh without that, a doubt than that one. But that one was I don't want to say as shocking, but it certainly was right up there. I mean, it was pretty close. Mm. Um, mainly because of the fact it happened on that show. I mean, yeah. we saw Roman come out and make that big announcement that he was going to have to go away and that he had been battling with leukemia uh, through his life. Um, you know, it looked like he had got it under control, but now it was back again. Um, the emotion at the start of the show, I believe, was very real. Um, and they came out, I think it was right at the very end, um, that it was uh, Dean and Seth, and they were tagging together. I believe they were tag champs at the time. I'm sure they were still tag champs at the time. And uh, yeah, Dean turned on Seth this time. But um, there was, I remember a lot of criticism about it happening on that show in particular. My, I, I don't know how I feel, to be honest. I kind of, I, I kind of see a bit of both. I kind of think, you know, Roman, I don't think would be offended by that. I, I, I genuinely don't think, I think if Roman had a problem with it, I would have a problem with it. You know, if Roman was offended by it, then, okay, you know, the guy, the guy's going through something. Um, it, it wasn't right to kind of play a storyline off that and if roman's got a problem i've got a problem i think in my gut i just get a feeling he doesn't he wouldn't have he would he would want he would want his friends to make use of a bad situation does that make sense it does i think yeah i think i think i i don't know i don't know uh, um and without knowing i can't say that's mm -hmm. the problem but i think that he would i think he would want them to get i think he would want ambrose to get that heat i think um i think he would want ambrose to to get those extra boos why have you done it now of, mm -hmm. of all times well because now is the worst time to do it and it makes me look like the worst person as a result so in yeah. many ways now is the right time to do it but again, yeah. I, I I would want to know that Roman was was okay with that. Mm -hmm. uh, right, I've got um, DIY uh, Johnny yeah. Gagano and uh, Tommaso Ciampa. This one uh, I believe was uh, twenty seventeen. Um, so they were one of the best tag teams we have ever seen in WWE. I'll go as far as to say in WWE, not just NXT in wwe because a lot of their matches are very very highly rated by dave Meltzer and by the nxt universe as well um and um it kind of came out of nowhere this split uh, it happened at nxt takeover chicago um and it was diy taking on the authors of pain and uh obviously they lost the match diy i believe it was the first ever nxt ladder match so um just a, a fun little fact for you um and then uh they were up at the entrance stage they were you know getting the applause of the crowd and out of nowhere tomaso just grabs johnny spins him round, hurls him into uh the entrance staging the led screen and you can it's when a moment like that happens and it's that shock and maybe like a moment of silence and then a gasp, a collective gasp from the audience. It's like, you know that you're watching something special. You're watching a major talking point. You're watching something that we're going to be talking about for a long time to come. When mm -hmm. you, when you know that you're watching one of those OMG moments. <laughs> so it's so special. Yeah, it is. It is really cool because I, I would say that's exactly what that was—an mm -hmm. OMG moment. Um, <laughs> I loved it, man. I loved yeah. it. Well, did, did you? Was that did the you, one that Champa got injured on? Yes, he did. He actually ruptured his ACL, so he was out Dang. for I think around about eight eight months or so. Trooper. So they actually couldn't they couldn't follow up on that story. Uh, it had to kind of get put on hold a little bit. 
But man, when they finally got those matches of Johnny versus Tommaso, that that series of matches stands up there with with pretty much anything. Um, again, I don't want to keep quoting Meltzer because he's certainly not the be all and end all, and I certainly don't agree with everything that he rates. But I do think he's there or thereabouts a lot of the time. Yeah, and, and he's on one this. of your good friends, so gotta give oh, yeah, him a shout yeah. out. And, and 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 he'll be watching this as well. So yeah. shout oh, out. Oh yeah, he'll be in the chat. Shout out. Yeah, I know yeah. he's. I know that he's been speculating a lot in the Observer as to how many trees are in your garden. <laughs> we'll find out <laughs> next time. Find out next week, Davey. Um, but uh, yeah, he uh, he gave one of their matches uh, Takeover New Orleans. He gave that five stars. It is so rare for him to give any WWE match five stars. I think honestly, off the top of my head, there's about thirty matches ever that he has given five stars to for WWE. It is so rare. So um, for, for him to do that for um, an NXT match and for Tommaso and Johnny, was, was a, it was a big deal uh, for, for him to say this is five out of five. Um, their other two matches that they have at TakeOvers, because as we said, they have a few. Um, both of those are four and a half stars each as well. I mean, right up there, the quality of, of that, is throughout DIY and then all throughout their matches against each other. It's just absolutely brilliant. If you've never seen them, jump onto the network, check them out. You just can't go wrong. You really can't mm -hmm. go wrong with any Johnny Gagano or Tommaso Chomper matches, really. Um, yeah. They really are at the, at the very, very top. So, And uh, they did actually face each other whilst they were teaming because they were in the Cruiserweight Classic tournament and they actually got drawn against each other. Um, and that is was just a, a little taste of what was to come. It's kind of like their lost match in many ways. It's kind of their forgotten match. Um, again, some people might not even know that they faced each other. I think it was 2016. They were still a team. They were still together. They entered the Cruiserweight Classic tournament. Um, and obviously a lot of those stars would go on to form the foundation and the beginning of 205 Live. Um, so they were part of that initial tournament and they face each other and it's a great match. And at the end, they're both absolutely shattered. They're both, you know, slumped and they just put their arms around each other. And there's a real show of brotherhood, you know, and a show of friendship. And it's, it's really cool. It's really, really cool. It just makes when they really turn on each other even sweeter. Mm. Sorry, what I was, was your, just looking at your... Meltzer's five rated WWE matches. Oh, I thought you was back on Mail Order Brides. No, no. If you want, <laughs> check, I can check in your messages. Yeah, let me check. Let me check. Loveme.com. Here I come. <laughs> uh, I have 74 messages. Wow. All right. I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'm not Svitlana surprised. just sent me a message an hour ago. Alfred, if your life doesn't look like a fairy tale yet, maybe I can be your fairy? I don't, I don't know what that means. Don't you have to pay to read that? You can read, like, their intro. They give you a little teaser that you can read that makes you want oh, to read the rest. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, at least 50 of those 74 messages you've had are from me. Uh, and my alter uh, ego. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's that's exactly who I am. Yes. Wow. That's awesome. Yes, uh, I've got. Yeah, this podcast is all a ploy just to get closer <laughs> to you. Yeah. My, <laughs> my next step is to make you my mail order bride. <laughs> that's valid. That's very valid. And speaking of someone that might have wanted someone to be a mail order bride to them, let's talk about the festival of friendship do it i i had that one down all right so i'm gonna do my terrible i was watching it live i haven't watched it since i got the play set but i don't remember much about it but i'm gonna okay. so basically chris jericho uh kevin owens were bffs almost mail order brides if if you know probably and uh 
someone turned on someone. I'm assuming it was Kevin Owens on Chris Jericho because Kevin Owens is kind of a poo-poo head. And uh, I think Chris Jericho was the one doing the friendship for him and he was having none of it. And he got some magician. I forget the name, but everyone loved that magician. And you take it away with the rest of this because that's all I remember. Um, so uh, in all fairness, I mean, that's pretty much the same as what I remembered. Um, I did go back and uh, rewatch it. And I've got to tell you, it is as great as what everyone remembers. Um, it really is one of the great raw moments. Um, so Jericho had been helping Kevin. Um, Kevin was, I believe, universal champion at the time. And uh, Jericho had actually been um, getting involved in the matches and helping Kevin Owens retain that title. You know, he had a decent run with that uh, uh, Universal Championship. He didn't get, like, clean wins. It's not seen as a great run from that sense, but he didn't lose it, like, a week after winning it. He actually ends up holding it for 188 days, which isn't bad. Isn't bad at all. Um, and a lot of that was down to Jericho helping Kevin Owens uh, retain that title. So um, they were great friends. Obviously, they have uh, share a bond because they they both identify as Canadian, uh, even though I believe Jericho was born actually in America. Uh, he uh, very much identifies as Canadian. So they, they share that in common. And um, he wanted to celebrate a friendship. So he did a festival of friendship. And you're right, there was a magician. There was showgirls. There was gifts. There was mm. a, a, a sculpture of uh, two people kind of wrapped around each other yes. uh, and i believe that that was called the art of jericho um and then there was also the picture where you had uh, jericho looking down yes uh the classic image that um i believe was called the creation of kevin uh which is uh, what that was called um and th there was there was loads of different things um and it was one of those where I think we knew the turn was coming. We knew something was happening. WrestleMania was just round the corner. Kevin Owens was universal champ. Kind of, you put two and two together and go, okay, when? When's this going to happen? So you're kind of watching and wondering. You don't know who's turning on who or what's happening or how this is going to play out or even if anyone's turning during this segment. But I do remember at that time there being talk of, there's a good chance these are going to split. So at the Festival of Friendship, it's done so well as well. It's really good. Jericho plays this perfectly because he is so in love with Kevin. Like <laughs> he really, he really sees him as a brother. Um, mm -hmm. And he's just, every, you know, he, he, he just really wants to make Kevin happy. Uh, and everything he's doing is just like, yeah, you know, I've got you this. And I've done this for you. Do you like it? And he's just really, really into it. And uh, Kevin Owens is like, Kevin doesn't, nothing lands with Kevin. Kevin doesn't like any of it. But he sees how much Jericho wants him to like it. And he's like, look, look, I can see the effort that you've gone to. I can see all the work that you've put in. Um, it's, I, I, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you. And uh, I've actually got something for you as well. I've got I've got a little gift. And he goes over and he gets this gift. And uh, he gives it to Jericho. And obviously at the time, you had, you had the list. The mm. list of, that was everywhere. And uh, awesome. it was just Jericho running around, putting different people. Oh, you'll be on the list. You're going on the list. And he was just putting people down on his list if they'd wronged him in any way. So uh, Kevin Owens uh, gives him this present. Jericho opens it. And he's like, this is perfect. It's a new list. He says, the other one's getting full. This is exactly what I, what I need. And he, he takes it out of the box. And he looks at it and he goes, hang on. Why is my name on this list? And as soon as he says that, the, you can, you can, parts of the crowd then start clicking. Oh. And then when he holds it up, it says, not the list of Jericho. It says the list of ko and as soon as he shows that to the camera the whole crowd are putting two and two together this is the list of ko jericho's name is on it and then boom that's it kevin owens attacks jericho and it is so good it is so great it is i love it i mean it was so great and it was so colorful and it was so imaginative 
you're right, they made a playset. Mattel made an <laughs> epic moment set uh, of that moment. Um, and uh, it's brilliant. It's it's so good. And it led to uh, a match at WrestleMania over the United States Championship, which sadly really underwhelmed. There's actually a famous clip of Kevin Owens going back after that match, going up to Vince saying, was that all right? And Vince turning around saying no. Actually says no to Kevin Owens. It wasn't all right. And Kevin just has to like... He, he, he can't really have any more of a conversation with Vince at that point because obviously Vince is headset on talking, you know, but he just got enough feedback to know that it had bombed. And I, and I must admit it did underwhelm. It, it should have been better that match than it was. And I, I don't know what went wrong with it. it. It was a perfectly fine match, but it just, it's not the match that you'd want for the big blow off and for that big build, you know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's uh. But the, the, the split was incredible. The split was absolutely incredible. It's worth uh, noting as well that shortly after that festival of uh, friendship, Kevin Owens lost the title to Goldberg uh, at yeah. Fastlane in, tw- in 22 seconds, uh, thanks to Chris Jericho. Jericho kind of getting a little bit of revenge there by costing uh, Kevin Owens the belt. Uh, did you like that playset? I thought it was a very well done. I think in my review, I, I gave it some very almost five stars. If I was Meltzer, I was a big fan of it. I thought they did a good job. Well, I always saw you as the Meltzer of the uh, action figure community, the wrestling action wow. figure community. So that's that's incredible. High praise. Um, uh, my next one, I've got uh, Brothers of Destruction, The Undertaker and Kane. Now, uh, this one coming from uh, Jer- Jerry Smith, and um, it was a great moment, this. Now, the thing with the Brothers of Destruction is that, obviously, they've had a turbulent relationship. Um, you know, it's it's very much um, been... They've been together. They're not together. They hate each other. They love each other. So there's been quite a few splits and reuniting and things like that. But the one that I wanted to focus on, I think this was around 2010. So around about 10 years ago, um, they actually found Undertaker um, in a really bad way on SmackDown. It was uh, June 4th. Again, I believe this is 2010. They found Undertaker all beaten up backstage. And basically someone had attacked The Undertaker and Kane swore that he would find who had attacked his brother. And um, he goes off and starts accusing lots of different people. Um, And he ends up during this time actually uh, winning the World Heavyweight Championship. And he accuses, he finally accuses Ray. He finally accuses Rey Mysterio. And I believe it's at SummerSlam 2010. We get Kane versus Rey Mysterio. And a big part of this story is, you know, who attacked The Undertaker and who um, beat him up. And uh, there was a casket that was at ringside as well. And uh, Kane uh, obviously uh, beats uh, Rey and uh, threatens to put him into this casket. And he goes over, and it's really weird, actually, because I did re-watch this clip the other day. He opens the casket. There's nothing in there. And I think Ray starts fighting back, and the camera cuts away from the casket. When they go back to it, the casket is closed again. But I, I, I don't actually know how it closes again. Like, I don't know if it was just one of the ringside technicians that closed it or what actually happened. Um, but it was closed, and I don't remember anyone closing it. Anyway, of course, when they open it again, the Undertaker is lying there. So the Undertaker just and he couldn't have jumped in because the crowd would have seen him. So I don't know if there was like a a, a trapdoor underneath that he was secret bottom. Yeah, yeah, there must have been some way that they did it. But clearly, he couldn't have jumped in whilst the camera panks. Everyone in the crowd would have seen that. Yeah. Um. So it was done really well. It was done really well. Undertaker, and it's such a great moment. It's such a great moment because you know Kane is laughing and smiling. He's like, "Oh, Ray, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're really gonna pay now." Um, and Undertaker gets him, and he grabs Ray Mysterio and puts him down into the corner. And he's and he's saying to Ray, "He's like, tell me why, Ray." 
and you can hear all of this dialogue. They're in the corner, and Undertaker is like really close to Ray, and you can hear Ray saying, "I swear, Taker, I didn't do it. I swear to you, Taker, it was not me." And it, it's just it's something a bit different, something that you don't really see. And you've got Undertaker, why? And he's got his hand around the throat of Ray in the corner, and then Undertaker just stares at him, and he says, "I believe you." He grabs him and he picks him up. And there's just this moment. WWE is so good for these kind of moments. But there's just this moment where Undertaker just turns, looks at Kane, points at Kane, and everyone erupts. Um, and, and Undertaker accuses Kane then of Kane being the one that had attacked. And actually, Kane then does start attacking Undertaker, ends up tombstoning him. And it turns out that it was Kane. Uh, that had attacked uh, Undertaker. Um, but yeah, just uh, just simple, simple storytelling done really, really well. Mm-hmm. Really, really well. So yeah, just uh, really just one of the many moments in the turbulent history of uh, uh, Kane and Undertaker, but uh, one that if you've not seen is definitely worth revisiting. I'd like to touch upon, because I know some people in our audience enjoys when we discuss non-WWE stuff. I don't know if you have any on your list. I have one. Just one. Um, Unfortunately. I've got WCW. That's still still good. Uh, I have New Japan. um, Oh, great. uh, When everyone turned on AJ Styles and kicked him out of the Bullet Club. That was a really cool moment, and it led to Kenny Omega's rise in the company. I know he was already on the rise. I, I know, like backstage, he had a bit more pull than we saw um, as the audience. But that was a really cool moment, a really cool turning of the tide, which led to the formation of the Elite and the long-term formation of AEW when it all happened. And fun fact. The match that was happening was a tag match. Uh, Kenny Omega tagging with AJ Styles against someone and Shinsuke Nakamura. And then after the match. It's good knowledge. That is good knowledge. I know of, when it comes to things like that with New Japan, I know of the history. Like I know that Bala formed Bullet Club. I think it was Bala that actually gave Bullet Club its name. Um, and I know that um, obviously when he went, he was replaced by AJ. Of when AJ went, um, he was replaced by uh, Kenny Omega. But there's some of those kind of transitions that I've not seen. So I'm not sure that I've seen that match, you know, of where, well, I think I have, but um, I, I, certainly not not for this. Uh, I certainly didn't get the research in on that one for for this. So it's a really good shout, really good uh, mention because, as you said, so important because Mm -hmm. that is the formation of the elite. Uh, And obviously now we've got being the elite uh, YouTube channel and all elite uh, wrestling. And um, yeah, there's so much that kind of just came from that moment. So definitely worth a mention. Definitely worth a mention. Um, I've got, uh, before we get to my WCW one, I've got the mega powers. Uh, the mega powers was so much fun uh, when I was a kid um, and seeing the journey of that because um, this all happened before I was watching wrestling. So I could actually go back and watch the whole story from beginning to end and see it all, how it all played out. Um, and uh, I was absolutely engrossed. Because this this actually, it's really cool because it it's connected. It really starts at WrestleMania 3 and goes all the way to WrestleMania 5. In many ways, this was a two-year story. Um, and it involves two of the biggest superstars we will ever see in wrestling. Not just like now, but like we will ever see. Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. Um, uh, Randy Savage. So uh, this was um, uh, this one was given to us by uh, Cameron Fulton, and uh, basically these two got together on October third in nineteen eighty seven at Saturday Night's main event. Um, and then the Heart Foundation came down, and I believe that Miss Elizabeth went off to get some reinforcements to get some help. 
for the Macho Man. She managed to get Hulk Hogan. Um, and then there's the great moment where the handshake. Have you seen the handshake where the two hands come together? Yeah, and it's like really <laughs> slow and they're teasing for a long time. And everyone's like, oh, there's, there's so much shaking going on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like so the, oh, absolutely incredible. And they finally... Oh, <laughs> I mean, like, it's so good. It's so iconic. Even a handshake. Even a handshake was like super over. Um, so yeah, they they were like best of friends, and it it really cemented like Macho Man's face turn. Uh, they started teaming together. Um, they actually took on the team of Million Dollar Man and Andre the Giant. Um, obviously, um, you know Hulk Hogan would uh, lose his title to Andre. I think that was at a Saturday night's main event. Andre would then give the title to Million Dollar Man. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to give titles to people. So as a result, Andre basically had vacated the belt. So um, at WrestleMania 4, there was a tournament to find who would be the new champion. Uh, Andre versus Hogan was one of the matches. Uh, Macho Man was in that tournament as well. And it got all the way down to Million Dollar Man versus Macho Man in the final. Uh, Andre and Hogan basically eliminated each other uh so that's how they didn't make it through so we got down to million dollar man versus macho man and hogan helps macho win that tournament uh again you know just cementing their friendship now he's he's helped him win the ultimate prize the biggest mm -hmm. prize that you can win so now macho man is the champion um hogan is um you know his friend and his partner in tag matches and they're known as the mega powers uh, and as we said, you know, they took on uh, quite a few different teams, some really big names. Um, so they did team on quite a regular basis. And um, basically, jealousy snuck in. That's how this split happens. Jealousy snuck in. It was all it's over. Like 90 Day Fiance all over again. It's, it's exactly like 90 Day it's Fiance. Like Love Island. Too <laughs> much. Uh, I mean, Macho Man is very, very famous for how protective of miss elizabeth he was mm -hmm. um you know he really he wouldn't let people even talk to her uh without being in the room and being there and monitoring the conversation and you know she yeah. was like pretty much she was locked away in the changing rooms and not really allowed to interact with people um so there was a real life jealousy and everything but um in storyline he grew jealous that um Hulk Hogan was getting close to Miss Elizabeth. I think he, um, it, it, Hogan, like, touches her on the back or something at some point. I think she's on the shoulders of Macho Man, and Hogan just puts his hand on her back just to steady her. And again, Macho uses that footage of, look, you know, you, I can see your eyes. I can see the lust in your eyes. Now you're putting your hands on Miss Elizabeth. You've crossed the line and all this kind of stuff. And basically, during during a match, uh, it, it, it snaps. Um, and there's a big, big beatdown between the two. Um, I think Miss Elizabeth gets injured and Hogan picks her up and carries her to the back, leaving Macho in the match on his own, not knowing what's happening, not knowing where Miss Elizabeth has gone, not knowing where Hulk Hogan has gone. Jealous thoughts running through his brain. Uh, and he loses it. He storms out back. He finds them. Uh, in the back, you know, Mr. not doing anything. Uh, Hogan's obviously not cheating or doing anything, but um, yeah, man, he just starts brawling and it all leads to WrestleMania 5, the mega powers explode. And that's the main event of uh, WrestleMania 5. Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man for the WWE Championship. Macho Man is a heel. He is the champion. Um, and this whole feud uh, all over Miss Elizabeth, and uh, it's epic. It's, it's absolutely epic, as we said. Kind of really great, again, great storytelling. Starting at WrestleMania three, starting with that Andre Hogan feud and Hogan losing the belt after WrestleMania three, that and taking us to WrestleMania four, and then us going to WrestleMania five. So yeah, really, really, wow. really good stuff. Uh, what? Well, how many more did you have? Oh, you 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 knocked some of mine out of the list, so my list is over. So I'm just looking forward to your WCW. 
Okay. You you um, hinted at that. You you held that dangling carrot out in front of me, and I I'm not gonna lie. I want to hear what it is. They call me the carrot dangler. So uh, yes, I'm uh, I've got it ready for you, my <laughs> okay. uh, my reindeer friend. Um. So uh, WCW, Diner Brothers, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Um. And we hadn't seen them split before. Um, they'd been teaming since 1989. They were obviously a big team in many, many different promotions, including the WWE. Um, but what's really interesting about this is this is actually a glimpse behind the scenes of wrestling. So what I like about this story is the fact that not only are we talking about the split of a tag team, but we're actually talking about the wrestling business as well. Eric Bischoff said that, he was he loved tag team wrestling as a fan, but as a businessman, it makes no sense. Because if you've got five, ten minutes to fill, why would you want to put on a tag match with specific tag teams that are going to double the cost of that five, ten minutes compared to a singles match? He says, mm-hmm. if you think about it this way, I could have Hogan versus Macho Man, right? I'm going to have to pay for Hogan's flight, Macho Man's flight. I'm going to have to pay for food and catering. I'm going to have to pay for hotel stays, blah, 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 blah. And he goes through the list of everything. I could do that. Why would I want to do two people, four people, basically, a tag team versus a tag team instead, which doubles all of my costs? Mm-hmm. And he says, as a result of that, he could, he could never afford really to invest in a, in a proper tag division. And, you know, it got me wondering, I wonder if that's why WWE never seemed to have a proper tag division. I mean, you've got tag teams, you know, you've got Usos and New Day. There's definitely tag teams, but I think we've all looked at WWE and certainly in recent years and thought to ourselves, man, they they just keep dropping the ball. Do you know what I mean? They had American Alpha. They had DIY, they had New Day, they had Usos, you had The Shield, you had The Wyatt Family, you had... The list goes on. You've Mm -hmm. had all these great, incredible teams, and they just keep seeing to drop in the ball. And I wonder if there's something in that. I wonder if it's in the fact that it just costs too much to maintain tag team wrestling. But it, it got to the point anyway where he said he knew that by, you know, 97... He knew they'd been in since 96 that they they could go off as single stars and it would work better for everyone. So um, we started as well around this time seeing Scott Steiner really change. If you see Scott Steiner from like the early 90s compared to what he was looking like around this time, it's one of the greatest transformations. It's It's stunning to see just how jacked he gets. Um, and uh, how how much he changes. He completely changes his hairstyle and just everything about him. He just completely changes. Um, he's ready to, to become a, a solo star. So basically they were um, taken on uh, a tag team of, um, I believe it was uh, the NWO, um, and uh, it was a Super Brawl 8 and uh, yeah, they basically end up splitting. Um, he Scott just attacks Rick kind of out of nowhere. There'd been a bit of dissension. There'd been a few teases. I think it had had about a three week build. Um, and after that, yeah, Scott ends up joining the NWO, uh, and then obviously going on to become big popper pump, uh, and uh, going on to have like you know this big solo career afterwards. So um, I, the reason why I like that split isn't so much for the split although it is still quite important because they were such a great tag team, but it was more for the insight of behind the scenes and how Eric Bischoff viewed tag team wrestling and how that might relate to today, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I've still got my big one that I wanted to talk about. I can move on to the Road Warriors because the Road Warriors, very, very similar um, they're one of the biggest teams of all time. Um, they also split for a little bit uh, in 1998. Um, so this one came from James Chadwick um, and uh, there was frustrations. Uh, they'd just lost a match to the New Age Outlaws. As we said, this was on Raw. 
um, I want to say about February 98. And uh, it's kind of incredible clip to watch to see Hawk and Animal in each other. Mm. It's, it's sort of mind blowing, sort of crazy to see that. Um, and I, I mean, I, I must have seen it at the time or been aware of it. But in all fairness, um, a few months later, they're back together again. But this yeah. time they return. They return as LOD 2000. So they, <laughs> they come back as a, a slight variation. But, um, yeah, I mean, one of the biggest, if not the biggest tag teams of all time, uh, they started teaming in 1983. They'd been together for 15 years. Um, multiple tag team of the year awards, multiple championships in multiple different companies, Hall of Famers in pretty much every Hall of Fame they can get into. They're probably in the Baseball Hall of Fame. They're that good. But, um, yeah, it was, again impactful that's what it was it was it was impactful uh that moment and they were it they even showed a clip of them brawling again in the locker room uh and, and they even show hawk leaving uh, and they're trying to interview hawk and you didn't see them then and and that was it you thought that, that they were done but as i said a few months later they did return as lod 2000 <laughs> we gotta we gotta like stop this podcast for a couple months and then return as Wrestling Escape Pod 2000. <laughs> yes, that's It'll a really so good nice. shout. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've got two more that I can quickly go okay. through, and one I have got to mention. There's one I really have to mention. Um, there was loads of suggestions. Thank you to everyone that fired um, these suggestions in. I mean, there was Eddie Guerrero and Chavo Guerrero that we could have spoke about. Um, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. Rusev Day when they split up. Oh, yeah. uh, Enzo and Big Cass yeah. when they split up as well. That was quite iconic. Um, I've got two more. One, I think, is the greatest tag team betrayal of all time. Uh, and I've got this one, which was quite recent. Uh, this one first is Miz and Shane McMahon. So uh, this was from uh, just the other year. Uh, Shane McMahon won the best in the world tournament, the World Cup. Uh, we kind of touched on this before. And um, it was Miz that had got to the final for SmackDown. So uh, And Shane then took over in the final. So, of course, Miz claimed that he was part of the success. Uh, so Miz was going around saying he was, you know, co-best in the world. Uh, Shane, I think, was just claiming to be best in the world. I don't think he was saying he was co-best. Um, but Miz convinced Shane that it would be great if they worked as a team and if they actually got together. Uh, and so that's what they started to do. They, be they became a tag team uh, and they started to, you know, try to see how they would fare. And they, they did well. I think they won the championships, the tag team titles as well. I'm sure in my head that was at the rest the Royal Rumble um, and uh, in 2019. And uh, they end up losing the titles, I believe, to the Usos. And they have a rematch uh, against the Usos at Fastlane. And they lose that as well. And um, this is where the split happens. Uh, so they'd been teaming, I want to say, three, four months, something like this. And... Um, Mrs. Dad is in the crowd. It's always and Mrs. Dad. <laughs> it's always Mrs. Dad. It's, and it's this is I watched this just before we did this episode. It's really good. It's done so well. Forbes call this one of the all-time great splits. And I got to tell you, it's done really well because it is in Mrs. Hometown of Cleveland. Um, and uh, you actually hear Ms. I mean, like Shane seems really dazed. Shane had been battered in this. So he seems a little out of it. Uh, Miz puts, you know, his arm around Shane saying, I'm really sorry because it was Miz that took the pin. Um, you know, uh, Miz holds up Shane's arm and Shane does the same to Miz. They go over to Miz's dad. You know, there's, there's a nice applause, a, a, an appreciation from the crowd. Um, and so they're all like, you know, we tried. Thank you, everyone. And the crowd are really responding to this. You know, oh, you gave it a good go, lads, kind of a thing. And Miz turns, starts walking away, he's dejected, and from behind, that's where Shane, boom, from behind. And it's all done, like, really in front of Miz's dad. And, man, the shock and the booze and, the, again, that gasp from the audience. So good. It's so good. And there's even a bit where Shane goes up to Miz's dad, grabs him. 
Boy <laughs> 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 in the face. Just like having a go at Mrs. Dad. I think he's saying like your son's a disgrace and all your son's a letdown, all this kind of stuff. It's just it's it's brutal. It's a brutal beatdown on the Miz. And the way that he grabs Miz's dad and like you don't expect that. You know, it really goes and it and it builds towards them having a match at WrestleMania. And and the match was really good as well, actually. It was a decent, uh, decent match uh, at WrestleMania 35. Yeah. So I think this was uh, kind of early uh, 2019. Cool. Uh, last one. The greatest of all time. The greatest yeah. betrayal of all time. The do you, betrayal. Do you think the betrayal. Do you think you know what it is? Yeah. Go on then. Of, of course. It is uh the the uh bumblebees. The bumblebees. It's the bumblebees. They've let us all down. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, rockers. the rockers. The yeah. rockers, baby. So yeah. uh the rockers teamed 1985 to 1992 uh worked in uh, a few different promotions including the AWA finally end up in the WWE WWF at the time WCW come along love what the rockers are doing offer them a contract this is all behind the scenes Marty wants to accept Sean doesn't uh and as a result there's tension real tension between the two um and uh, the decision is made that they should split. So on the barbershop, and I honestly don't know of anything else that ever happened on Brutus the Barber Beefcake's barbershop. Uh, I, I can't, I don't know of anything else that ever happened apart from this. It's so iconic, this moment. And it's the only thing the barbershop is remembered for. Um, but basically, Marty's on there. There'd been some dissension in matches. They weren't on the same page. They weren't, they were losing matches. Typical kind of stuff. Marty Jannetty says, I'm going to turn my back. If, if I turn around and you're gone, I've got my answer. I know the rockers are over. If I turn around and you're still there, let's shake hands. Let's move forward and let's be the great team that we've always been, right? So he turns his back. Sean's standing there. He doesn't know what to do. And um, I love this. I love this from Bobby Heenan. Do you remember we've been talking before about how great Bobby Heenan was? Mm-hmm. Bobby Heenan and this is like, they're not going to split. They're not, he's not going to walk away. One is no good without the other, uh, are his exact words. And Sean puts his hand on Marty, spins him round, shakes him by the hand, puts his arm in the air. And uh, Bobby Heenan's like, look, see, one is just no good without the other. Out of nowhere, Sean Michaels, super kicks, Marty Janetti, Bobby Heenan. I knew it. I knew he was going to do that. <laughs> Uh, and he and this is the iconic moment one of the greatest moments in wwe maybe wrestling history sean grabs marty hurls him through the window of the barbershop it's it might seem quite tame in today's world early 90s mind-blowing mind-blowing to see him get put through a pane glass window like that was was absolutely incredible there was lots of, uh, I mean, that obviously they were they were done then. I think Marty um, has had to go away. I, I can't remember if he got suspended or something, but they couldn't get the payoff straight away. Um, I think he was suspended. He had so many um, pr- problems, troubles, like wellness violations uh, that uh, yeah, it it kind of got put on hold. They end up playing the feud out. It it never. Had some good matches. There was they had a little back and forth over the IC belt, which was great. I remember watching that as a kid and loving it. I re- when I was a kid, really young, I loved Marty Janetti. Um, I was I was I was on board with Marty Janetti. Um, but yeah, his he had too many demons and he was unreliable and it it kind of fizzled out. Never really went anywhere, to be honest. So shame, but. The, I think a lot of people would agree the greatest tag team betrayal. And that is it. That's and it. That is it. Anything else you wanted to uh, chuck in before we say goodbye to the good folk? Just something I'm surprised at. Uh, Marty Janetti's last match, according to cagematch.net, was in 2018. So he's relatively active still, which is surprising. Wow. You say active. Yeah, active. Hasn't wrestled in the past two years. 
it's an absolute car crash. Do you know, there was, um, I don't know how true this is, okay, because I, I haven't researched it. So uh, I'm going to say allegation, right? There's an allegation, and I've seen photo proof of this. Marty Gennetti, just the other week at the time of recording this, apparently, I have to keep using these words because I haven't researched it, but apparently on Facebook put a message out saying that some girl was trying to hook up with him and he wanted to know and ask his followers if they thought she was old enough, if she was of legal age or not. And he was asking people as to whether she was, I don't know the age, eight over 18 or something like this. And uh, he put the, he actually put the pictures out. Now, again, I have to stress allegation alleged. I have seen photographic proof, but of course in this day and age that can be photoshopped. But I, I, I don't really know why someone would fabricate that about Marty Janetti in this day and age. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't. I, All right. I, I got a message from Marty then. Uh, if you're because you're watching this, I have a website yes. recommendation. It's called loveme.com. It's free to make an account. <laughs> and don't, there are many... don't leash Marty Janetti to all those poor women. That's the last thing they need. <laughs> What <laughs> messages and it says their age. You won't have to ask anyone. Wow, no, I can't no, I can't see Marty today paying that kind of money. Let's put it that way. So look, we should definitely end this before we get shut down. <laughs> Sued. <laughs> Sued. <laughs> uh awesome. Uh really appreciate the support, guys. Hope you enjoyed uh this episode. Of course, uh, I know there was tons of others that we could have touched upon, but we tried to limit it to the hour. Um love doing these uh big shout out to tommy toy travel shout out to all of you that join us live and catch up with these uh podcasts at a later date um really really appreciate the support so if you enjoyed it um hit subscribe on our youtube channel leave um five star reviews check out tommy's youtube channel as well make sure you're subscribed over there we're still on the road to a hundred thousand so uh all your support is greatly appreciated. Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. Really appreciate the support. And hopefully see you next time. Bye for now.